Our reading from the Old Testament comes from Psalm 23, verses 1 through 4. Hear the word of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Let us pray. Lord, now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. For you alone, O Lord, are our rock, and you are our mighty Redeemer, and it is in your name that we pray. Amen and amen. Sixteen seconds, according to research coming out of London this week, that's how long our attention span is before we become incredibly, incredibly frustrated by our computers. If suddenly our internet stops working, 16 seconds is how long it takes before you want to trash your computer. That happened with your smartphone. You know, it's probably more like eight or nine seconds before you're ready to put a one-star review by your service provider, before you're ready to change phones and get something new. The study said that 25 seconds is the amount of time that we are willing to wait at a traffic light before we get frustrated. I think to myself, huh, 25 seconds. That very morning after I read that, there I was at the corner of Lexington Avenue and 3rd Street. You know, that light that has four different settings, each of which lasts four minutes and nine seconds. (laughs) And after 20, 25, 26, there I was having to think about how patient I might or might not be. For much of human history, and this is actually a uh, It's a skill that we need to cultivate today as much as ever. There's been this kind of silence. There's been this kind of relaxation, this this nothingness that occasionally we do. The time when you don't have really anything to think about, you just let your thoughts flow from one to the next. You look out on the landscape and you see... You see the animals that are creeping about. You see the clouds floating by in the sky and you begin to recognize certain shapes. When we no longer have the time to think, when we no longer have the time to reflect, perhaps it's time that we make the time to think and to reflect. Of all the occupations in the world, one of which uh, offers more time to think and reflect than any other is that of the shepherd. Now, certainly there are moments of high drama being a shepherd when the wolf comes in and you've got to fend the wolf off. Certainly there are times of responsibility when you're a shepherd, when the sheep need feeding, when they need watering. But there's a lot of time when you're a shepherd 
when not much is going on. There's a lot of time when you have the chance as a shepherd to reach down and find a stone and take this rudimentary slingshot that you've created and spin it around your head and try to hit a target with it. There's a lot of time when you're a shepherd to take this musical instrument that you've brought along with you and begin to compose tunes, maybe even to write poetry that could be sung. There's a lot of time when you're a shepherd when the sheep are just grazing, when you can think and reflect. The great shepherd king of Israel, David, is the one whose name is at the top of Psalm 23, a psalm of David. We don't know if that means that David wrote the psalm or whether it means that the psalm was inspired by the life of David or whether it's one that someone else wrote and David simply enjoyed. It's one of David's favorites. But however it is that his name became appended to the psalm, there it is. It is a psalm of David the king who took the time when he was a shepherd to take those small stones and put them in a slingshot, preparing he did not yet know for the time that he would meet Goliath. He was practicing on that musical instrument that he brought along so that one day when the king who was depressed and at times neurotic could call for him and he could calm the king Saul's nerves through his excellence at music. He was David known as one who wrote poetry, who sang songs, perhaps this one that we have read today. Perhaps it was as he was the shepherd on a hillside waiting for his sheep to graze that suddenly he recognized, like so many in the ancient world did, that if there was a God that cared personally for his people, then that God was like a shepherd, like one who had compassion on who guided and who directed his people. Perhaps it was David who wrote these words, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. The Lord leads his people to pleasant pastures. The Lord leads his people to pleasant places. There are many different paths that we can take, and I suspect that most of us have taken the good path and the bad. Most of us have taken the righteous path and at times have taken the quick and easy path. The book of Proverbs would say most of us have at times taken the path of fools and the path of the wise. Many of us have taken, in the words of the New Testament, the path of faith and the path of unbelief. There are roads that are set before us. There are paths that we might choose. One of them leads to pleasant places. 
The other leads who knows where to complicated places, to places where if we followed the will of God, we might not wander, but to which the grace of God reaches out to us still that we might be brought home. There are paths to pleasant places, and there are roads to destruction. And you're as familiar with them as I am. Some of my friends, they've, they've been married several times, and for some of them, the, the current one that, that they have, the current marriage is the one that's stuck, and I thank God and I pray that, that they keep it up. But they'd say, you know, it took me a long time to get here, and by golly, my life has been complicated. I've got kids in two states now. Imagine trying to get us all together in Thanksgiving and and, and for dinner. It's just just hard to do. I've got friends who've made a series of, of bad choices that means they're not employable in certain occupations that they trained for. They're paths that we can take that are not paths of righteousness. They are not paths to peace. They are paths that complicate our lives. And then there is the way of God. There is the righteous way, the wise way, the way of faith. The Lord will lead us there if we listen to his words. The Lord will lead us there if we follow him and seek to do his will. The Lord will lead us into ways in which we will flourish and we will thrive if only we will listen for God's direction. The Lord is my shepherd. The psalmist says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the the still waters. When I think of green pastures, I think of the soccer field out here for Danville. I just see that soccer field, and I want to lie down face down in it. It is absolutely beautiful. It is absolutely incredible. There are green pastures. There are still waters. As you go in front of a lake or a large pond on a day when there's almost no wind, when the fish are not jumping and you see a mirror image of whatever is on the other side reflected in those still waters. God wants to lead us to pleasant places. And as we follow him, as we embrace his role as the shepherd for each of us, then the Lord does make us lie down in green pastures. He does lead us beside the still waters, and he shows us the right way. If you've taken the wrong way for the last 99 choices that you have made, the Lord, the Lord is your shepherd, and if you will follow him, he will help the 100th choice be the one that moves toward a less complicated life, toward a life that is rich, toward a life that embraces the whole of God's will for you. The Lord, the Lord may be your shepherd. The Lord leads us to pleasant places. The Lord also leads us through dark places. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. 
we are not immune as believers to anything that happens in our world. Christians and non-Christians alike get cancer, have accidents, fall off of ladders, suffer from depression, hair loss, male pattern baldness. We have exactly the same experiences as those in the world around us. But what we can say is, no matter how dark the night, we are not alone. No matter how challenging the journey, we are not alone. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Before you ever knew that God was with you, He was there calling you, come to me, come to me, listen to me, let me be your shepherd. Call out to me that I may answer you. Before you ever heard a sermon that you understood, God was around you whispering your name, calling you to follow him. Before you ever knew, God's call was coming out to you. And when you responded to God's call, you had the choice to follow or not to follow But God was calling you before you ever made that choice. Be my child. Embrace my grace. Learn from me and lean on me. Let me be your shepherd. Fear no evil, for I am with you. God was calling you before you ever knew that he was calling you. And God has accompanied you through those darkest hours of your life. And those of us who've lived long enough recognize that life has tremendous joy. But life is also filled with heartbreak. Life has disappointments when you're up for a promotion that someone else got and you didn't. When things in your family are Your friendships don't turn out like you wish that they had. When suddenly you find yourself in a doctor's office, eagerly awaiting, desperately awaiting news about your health, your well-being. God is with you. God is with you in your joy, but... He's also with you when you are afraid, when you are devastated, when your heart has broken, when you have gone through the dark valley, the valley of the shadow of death. And he says, fear not, for I am with you. Lest there be any question as to whether Yahweh, the God of Israel in the Old Testament and Jesus, the Son of God, in the New Testament are identified with each other. Jesus says quite clearly, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away 
because the hired hand does not care for the sheep. Those of you who've run small businesses know. As a small business owner, you have far more at stake than people you've hired at minimum wage or slightly above. Nobody has the kind of care and compassion for what you are doing than you do and those that you've just hired who just see it as a job may or may not put in the extra time and certainly don't have at stake what you have at stake. The Lord says, I am the shepherd of the sheep. I'm not like someone that's just been hired who sees the wolf come in and runs for his own safety. No, my sheep and I are identified with each other. They belong to me. They are mine. And hear how closely Jesus identifies with his sheep. I am the good shepherd, he says. I know my own, and my own know me. You are his if you know him. You are his if you have responded to his call. And listen to the intimacy of this. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I know my own, and my own know me. Did you hear that? Dear Christians, just as the Father knows Jesus in this everlasting dance of love between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that has no beginning, it has no end, there the Trinity is together, always. Jesus says, as my Father and I are are in this never-ending life that we share So my sheep are in me and I in them. Make no mistake, you are invited to join into the life of the Trinity. You are invited to join in this never-ending dance of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with the church. You are invited to participate in the life of God who is our shepherd. who knows his sheep. You are invited as the flock of God to live in the life of God. Maybe there are a hundred other shepherds that you've followed, a hundred other philosophies that you've lived by. Maybe you've made your share of mistakes and somebody else's too. But today the Lord says, I am a shepherd. You can follow me. You can enter into these paths of righteousness. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will accompany you. And you can be caught up into my life. Will you call on him? Will you embrace this life? And will you live as a man or a woman or a teen or a child 
Will you live as one who lives in and enjoys the life God shares with all of his people? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray.